Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. And welcome back for part two of last week's episode. Enjoy. So my experience my authentic experience hearing that at first i noticed that hesitation come up and i could slow like slow it down i i started to imagine i guess you it came up when you said normally i pick four cards and i immediately felt that hesitation start to come in and a little like the pulling back like my nervous system like tensed up a little almost like wanting to pull back in the seat. And it clarified, earlier I got clarified when you said you want to be the good student. That's not what it is for me. It's more like a a resistance to being the subject. Like I'm going to be pulled, I'm, it's basically like, oh, I'm the object in this little experiment and so okay now i pull the four you know like i'm being processed like i'm being put on the conveyor belt and like chopped up or so, you know and all of a sudden my nervous system's like well i'm something like it, it feels not as it feels depersonalized in a way not that these are not judgments this is just in the moment in my mind what it feels like what i imagine depersonalized a little bit i yeah like i'm being thrown these questions almost like yeah, depersonalized, depersonalized feels the the most accurate, even though that doesn't, I understand this is a projection. As I say, it, it doesn't feel true to me. But when I imagine in that moment, in that trigger hesitation, that's the, that's the picture and narrative that comes up. That was small. It wasn't super strong, but I noticed it. And then there was a, again, the more of this excitement started to come in, in the as you described the openness around how to like, here's what, you know, here's what's going on for me right now. And all of a sudden there was just like, Oh, that's really cool. They felt there was this like excitement about which thing do we want to talk about? There was like, there is the, the, I would say probably the biggest thing in the last couple of weeks that I mentioned earlier is this, much more deeper residing in my my identity as my aware presence, not as the content of my any parts or ego of mine, even though that's those are part of me, that's part of my emotional, psychological body that is not the deepest me. Re- residing in that, living in that, what does that mean for me as I live into that more? What does that mean for me in practical terms of my life? Doesn't mean anything. 
what does it mean <laughs> and yeah so I'll, I'll just name that as a something i'm that that would be one area and that might be the biggest one so why i probably named it first there's some there's a bunch around music that's really exciting my life around music and where that is then there's some of these things that come up say while i'm out because i went out to karaoke last night so there are these like these moments that feels important to me too to connect to these moments where i can experience something that feels like self-consciousness and then stay at home with myself and care and nurture for myself and here maybe nurturing some of those parts that come up in those spaces getting a little bit more time with them or maybe reflecting getting to know them through the cards in some way so there's a lot of curiosity about all those so i'll step there so as you and i, I do this pretty regularly anyway where as people are talking i I'll just pull cards just as a way of connecting to what I'm hearing. And so I, I, I pulled two cards and I feel like I did this sort of without your permission. I didn't say, can I pull, but like, as you were speaking, <laughs> as you were speaking about the, the first piece of your relationship with your awareness and how you're identifying with your thoughts and is it, is it mostly how you're identifying with your thoughts or is it like all experiences like emotional, like rather than identifying as your thoughts, you're sort of identifying as the awareness. And yeah. is it is is it primarily when you're having thoughts that that's sort of coming up? You know, like some people could be like, I'm not my body or I'm not my feelings, but it, I'm, I'm wondering like, does my question make sense? When you were talking about being more identified as awareness, is it in relationship to thinking primarily? It doesn't matter what the answer is. I'm just curious if I heard you right. It's not in relationship thinking primarily. It is in relationship to maybe everything primarily. Not specifically thinking, but the most the most dramatic place where it feels the most powerful is in particular thoughts that are self-construct e kind of thoughts. Like, oh, I'm too much or or what self-conscious kind of that particular because those places feel so like oh that's you know when we hit those kind of shame places that's where we really like the gunch gut clenches in and like oh i'm bad I, something's off with me i'm you know i i i i i mm-hmm. that that self feeling of who i am as this construct of, of this picture that my mind has created and believing that to be me almost like clutching onto it that place is where I'm getting the most dis disidentification from. I've I've gotten it in all many places, but that's the one that's maybe the most impactful. Where I'm going, oh, that whole thing, that whole construct of me as a person who is whatever my self judgments are, is not. That's not who I am. That is something that I see. That's something that appears in my consciousness. That's something that may repeat in my consciousness. It's a, it may be a repeated feature of the landscape, but it's not me. Right? It's not. 
and it, it may be part of my body, may be part of my trauma history, but it's it's not the fundamental I am. That's not it. That shift is it's incredibly subtle, but it is everything. Really, it is everything in the movement of awakening and enlightening. It is the dis disidentification. From what I've understood and it feels true to me, at least in my point of my development, the, the path along enlightenment is a, a path of identity. It's where, where, who are we? Who am I in any particular moment? And how do I see my quote unquote self? And that's, yeah. So that shift for me has been a big, a big, a big shift in terms of how it's living in my body. I don't know if that answered your question. It does. It does. So I'll, do you want me to tell you about the cards I pulled? Sure. Are, you, are you ready for that? Are you feeling, how are you feeling about that? Excited. <laughs> Excited? Yeah. Cool. So the first card I pulled, and if anybody knows tarot, they're going to go like, oh no, because it's considered a negative card, but I really love this card. And it's, I'm going to turn my camera on so I can show these to you. Maybe people can look these up if they want to see the image, if they're image people. So it's the 10 of swords and it's a pretty dramatic looking picture. It shows a person face down on a beach with 10 swords stuck down their spine. And oftentimes there's, there's, you know, it's, it's pretty graphic and gruesome. And the reason I get really excited when I see this card is because it's sort of a representation of something ending in like an ending within your stories. So it's like a, it symbolizes a story being over and the swords in general are sort of the, our, our minds, our thoughts a little bit like our nervous system to some extent, but primarily our minds and our thoughts, which is why I was asking that, that question. And so that's, that's that card. And then I, I immediately just sort of naturally pulled a second card, just sort of wondering about what that might re relate to. And the card I pulled was the King of Swords, which looks like, like this. And the King of Swords, the Kings in general are sort of as I see it. And, and there's lots of ways to look at tarot, but the way I would describe the meaning of this card is having like reached a new level of, of kind of sovereignty over within your own thought, your relationship to your mind. So yeah, you know, <laughs> that's fitting. Yeah. And then as a sort of like, okay, this is very clear, sort of a what next card was the, was sort of what I was wondering. And I pulled the page of wands and the page of wands is about having a yeah. new yeah go ahead yeah i'll pause i have an impulse to rather than go through all three cards and then give you sure to, to do each one because i'm like as you're bringing in the new one I'm, I'm having a new relationship with each one and i'm i i'm i almost want to at least crystallize where i am with each one before going on to the next one to thread it through how this, yeah, that was my impulse. That feels really good. I appreciate like you pacing it in a way that works for you. It, for me, it's a lot of connective tissue between them. And so it's like, it kind of creates a story, but I love the feeling of slowing it down. And I would love to hear 
what's coming up for you, your thoughts or whatever you want to talk about a hundred percent. That's great. Well, the first card that came up and how I would love if on the notes you could, I don't know if you can, but put these images in there or include them or somehow so that people can see them. But mm -hmm. the first image right away, when I saw the body, the 10 of swords, the body on the ground, with the 10 swords in his back. And just having the conversation of what I was talking about, it immediately clicked in my mind. I felt excitement, like, oh, that's my ego. <laughs> and, and it was interesting because there was a, there's immediately like, oh, that's, that's it right there. And then there was the counterpart that's always running. That's like hedging, like, wait, but that doesn't fit exactly, you know, in terms of what, and so the full perspective was, yes, that was the identification. And then the part saying, but it's not like that's being killed. It's not like that aspect of me is dying. The only thing that's what what is dying, it's not the ego's dying. The ego doesn't die. We we have egos. That doesn't that's not died. That hasn't died in me, that I have feelings and trauma and feel, you know, self-consciousness and all those human things and 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 have a tendency to, you know, conceive of myself as this, you know, frank I being that I create. But the the death, the dying of the identification of myself as that, that's what's dying. And I can see that. And it just felt really good. It was like, a, oh, yeah, that needs to die in some way. The identification, not the ego itself, but the identification with it, the, the mistaken identity. That's, that's the big mistake that we believe we are, these constructs in our mind. We, we create them and believe that's who we are, often overlooking this absolutely fundamental aspect of our being that without that, without that awareness, that light of being, we couldn't even perceive a picture or a construct or an image, right? It's, it's, it's what the image, the construct, the story is appearing to you. Right? So that, that was very clear. And then the King card came in and that felt very clear when I saw that, that was like, Oh, that's, that is more of the sense of the me who, you know, almost like I, you know, the some me, something identified me with the, because that's the king sitting in the throne and he has the one sword. So it has this sense of his action as the, as the one who has transcended from identification. You know, he has put the story, the swords in the false identification. He's, he said, oh no, that's not me. I, I'm, you know, and, and been real clear. So that I identified as that person sitting there, you know, having you know, completed or done a significant expansion into his dis disidentification with that psychological self solely as the core identity. So, so that was one and two. So I, that that's where I kind of was going into the third one. And I, I wanted to, to name that, see if you have some reflections before we go to the third one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I felt a lot of like a quiet, flowing sense of excitement for you having your own personal resonance and experience with these images. And, you know, to some extent, my description of, of their meaning as opposed to picking up this 10 of swords and being like something terrible right? Uh, no. So that just it felt very good. Another thing that 
kind of came through my awareness as you were speaking was sort of the, the power of, you know, I pull cards every day. So I might go through a period of time where there is some story being rewritten or ending within my own belief system or way of seeing the world. And that 10 of swords card might come up over and over and over again, over a period of time. And then I might not see it for a year. And just the, the sort of the power of giving a reading to someone is, which is a new experience for me that like how there's a strength in seeing something for the first time and maybe, maybe for the only time, right. You know, like it, it just felt, it, I could feel the power of it in a way that maybe because I pull cards a lot, some of that gets diluted. Mm. And in your response, I felt there was a powerfulness in that. Am I making any sense here? Well, what, what I'm distilling from what you're saying is the uniqueness, the absolute awesome in the awe some experience of the uniqueness of any particular moment and so and and each each human being and their uniqueness something I forgot what, oh i think it was last some months ago when i was reading or talking about and reading some of revisiting Victor Frankl, and I had watched a talk he had given, and he was talking about the experience of the absolute incredible uniqueness of each of of an individual, of any individual, and being kind of mystified by that. So that that was the principle that felt to me that I was hearing what you were saying. That yeah, you pull cards a lot, and it's just something you're used to. And then doing it here with me just really brought that like, oh wow the newness of this moment, the relationship to that card, the relationship to me, the complete uniqueness of this moment. That was what, and, and the sort of mystery around that. That's what I was distilling from that or getting from from that, from what you said. Yeah. Yes. And and as you say that, that two things, one, that that is, if I didn't say this, maybe I said it already, but my approach to pulling cards is very present moment, right? It's like, what's here? Let's talk, let's dive a little deeper into what's here or get these reflections back. And when you spoke about the uniqueness of this moment, of, of us as individuals, of even us in this moment as individuals, right? The It's almost like I would trade that in any day for the uniqueness of, of ego, like there was some parallel there that felt really good to my system that the the mystery and uniqueness of us as individuals and of us in this moment and just the constant uniqueness is is like a much better feeling it, it feels to some extent like ego in the sense that that individuation that individual i am me i am not you there's no one else like me but feeling into it from this idea of the uniqueness of the present moment and, and of us as individuals. And that, that kind of actually fits a little bit with this last card. So shall I, shall I bring it in? Yeah. So this last card is the page of wands 
And I use the Smith Rider weight deck again for anybody. We'll put some links down in the show notes, but if you want to look it up. And the page of wands in all of the, the wands are about our relationship to our, our energy. The wand sort of represents the, the energy. It's like some people's energy. And I'm not talking about, it's, it's related to physical energy, but it's also sort of our spirit's energy. I, I don't know exactly how you would describe it in clear language, but some people's energy is like a big lighter and some people's energy is like a bonfire and kind of getting to know your energy and managing your energy and moment to moment listening to your energy. And the page of wands is in the entire, all the wands cards. It's the only one where the individual in the card is looking at the wand which is really like powerful. I can feel myself getting chills thinking about it. It's like this really personal moment of a new awareness, a new perspective, like a growing, a dawning sense of like, oh, that's me. You know, what is this energy that I hold? getting to know it better. What will I do with it? What is it in this moment? It's a very present moment with my energy, listening and stepping into the next moment from that space. So I don't know. Does that, am I making sense here? Totally. My experience, it's a kind of a cool experience. I was just tracking it. You showed me the card. When I first looked at it, Unlike the first two cards where when you first showed it to me before you said anything, I immediately was like, oh yeah, oh yes. Not not like I got it totally, but like it just, it lit up the pattern making in me. Like, oh, I saw, I saw myself, I saw that, like I said, the identification of the ego dying. And I saw the, the sovereign who is the one who is sort of guiding that gently or strongly at different points. And then when the page card came up and I looked at it, it didn't, nothing really made a pattern. I was just kind of curious, like taking it in, like she's holding something. I don't know what, you know, you know, it's the wand. I don't know. It just looks like a stick. Okay. She's holding a stick. She's, she's looking at a female. Okay. You know, it was kind of blank. Like, okay, I see that. Not sure. You know, nothing was forming. That's where the hesitation comes in. Cause that's when I'm like, oh, nothing's hitting me. Then there can be some kind of efforting on my part. I'm supposed to make sense in this in some way. And then I got a, there's a little efforting. So that, that was having that moment very quick. Then when you talked about it more, particularly about the, you know, the second half of everything you said, which looking at it, and you said, this is the only one that where the wand that the, the actor in the card is looking at the wand. It is about the relationship with the individual to the wand. Is it, that's the page of wands. Okay. Yeah. So I just had some curiosity that showed up in me of like, what does the page of a suit represent in general? That was my curiosity. Yeah. So first off, it, it's actually a male and not a female, but because of the clothing and stuff, it's interesting, this idea of the males and the females, because really the only females you pretty much ever see are like wives and daughters and queens, but it is a non, you know, you can throw all of that out. Like if we had pulled the queen of swords for you, it, it, it you know, it has nothing to do with 
masculine or I mean, feminine, really, that's a whole other conversation. So to answer your question, which got me excited feeling. So there are four court cards. There's the page, the knight, the queen, and the king, traditionally. And the page represents the energy within us that begins. It's like the child or the teenager, maybe more the child energy. It's like, to me, it feels like, like related to the fool card. It's like the part of us that is beginner's mind and is in a new relationship and kind of willing to try things because doesn't know any better and has some energy around that. So that's what I, that's how I, that's how I interpret it. Like, Oh, as I was looking at it and saying, this is the only one that's looking at the, the wand that, that would make a perfect place as a starting point. Like, Oh, this would be this, this. So my thought I would have project, if I had to guess, I would have said the pages are about beginning. They're the introduction to it based on what I, based on how you described that card and how I was looking at it. So I wanted to ask to kind of, ver that was my thesis. <laughs> I wanted, you know, kind of, so that's why I asked. And so your response felt very much of like an affirmation of the, the what I was sensing or feeling, which feels really good. And yeah, yeah, I feel also very, now to go into more detail about when you, Alludicated more about, I hope I used that word correctly, <laughs> more about, or maybe expounded more about the relationship between the page, the one, and the tool, the their self, their energy. Their energy is the way you describe it. And then that was like, just like oh yeah, that fits exactly too, because that's the question for me. As I move more and more into, and I, I hesitated naming it, but it, it it's, the only that's the easiest way for me to name it which is more and more into an enlightened space of identifying myself as light and awareness and seeing having my core identity shift to that right this kind of like it vacillates i get these you know get these little glimpses but then it's just more and more staying home abiding in that sense of identity and as that becomes more and more real to me and more and more grounded and more, more true when I see the world this way and then I see others this way, this question of, well, what do I do with this awareness, this knowledge? Not in a burdened way. It feels very, feels incredibly free. It feels, I can, I can do whatever I want with this awareness. So what will I do now? And what will I do knowing that I am, pure light and awareness and you are too <laughs> what do you want to do with that it's that knowing and it's a real that's that's the moment that's the page for me that's the looking at it like oh wow i'm really seeing myself seeing myself as awareness identifying as oh that's me oh that's and it's not in this ego it's almost wordless i'm putting words on it now but when it's happening it's it's a completely wordless experience it is energy recognizing the energy as itself this energy of awareness of love of being and so then there's this moment of like wow the page looking at that seeing it and come you know comprehending taking in actually it's even more so the the 
it's becoming more clear to me that I'm not even identifying as the page. Let, let's let me step out of it for a second and just say my awareness. Let's just say my awareness or awareness itself. Let's say it's abstracted. Awareness itself is the page looking at the wand, which is also awareness, and it's recognizing itself as this energy. That is, and then and then identifying. Oh, that that's me. That that's who I am. That energy. That, it feels very powerful. It feels very like it crystallized that for me very clearly. I'm very curious in this moment how you're responding to me, how the listener is. I, I notice there are some parts that I think there's some parts that I'm having the a slight experience of self-consciousness around the, using the word enlightened and what that means to people and what that means to me and that there's some I know I have parts of me that struggle with that or struggle might be a strong word but kind of play play table tennis with that back and forth like that image makes sense of thoughts like, well, what about, I don't know, you know, they, they get, they get a little, okay, I'll pause there. See what's coming up in there. Yeah. I'm feeling surprisingly, I have parts of me that are like, oh, we're feeling very calm. And part of that, well, I don't need to analyze it. I'm feeling very calm and. That sounded surprising to you that you're feeling calm. It is because I have parts frequently in reading cards that feel performative. Mm. And I haven't felt that way. Something was very helpful, I think, to my system in us talking about where you were around pulling cards, how it would feel and slowing that down. So I didn't feel effortful. It was like, what's the word? Like, I'm just like a delivery system and, and not to minimize because I was aware as you responded to these, I felt, I felt really like I was having a new experience. I haven't had a whole lot of experience reading for people, you know, probably done it, I don't know, 50 or 60 times, not that many times. And you're the only person I've ever read for who is already of this sort of way of thinking. You are not identified with your brain. And in fact, what we're talking about is becoming even less identified with the stories you tell yourself about who you are. And it felt really good to me that there was still something of value here for you Oftentimes it's sort of blowing people's minds a little bit or bringing up a lot of emotion, right? There's a lot of stuff that maybe these cards gently unpack. I don't think it's ever like overwhelming for people. I've never had that, you know, people say that to me, but it's like, whoa, you know, like I write, you know, like, or I might get a response a couple of days later, like I didn't even realize. And so maybe something in me was like, am I even going to have anything to offer you? with this right is this tool going to be of any value and so even hearing you say like this is becoming this is kind of crystallizing it felt really 
warm and good, not performative good, which is surprising. Again, the calmness in me is like, neat. How cool. That's awesome. You know, that was kind of, that's, that's what I'm feeling. That's great. That feels really good. I, what was, I noticed how curious I was about your surprise. And then as you were filling in a little detail, I realized I was so not in a bad way. I just became aware. Oh, I was really immersed in my experience. Your experience of what this moment is like for you isn't super in the forefront. I was allowing you to just do you and just focusing on my experience of the cards and what came up. And there was a little like, oh, oh, right. Jess is having the experience right now. That's your experiencing something new in how doing this type of facilitation or reading cards for people and doing that with me. And so it, that just became more like that perspective became very clear. Like, oh yeah, there's this whole other realm of what this is like for Jess. And kind of interesting because my parts right at the end of when I had spoken had gotten a little constricted about talking about enlightenment mm-hmm. and they were they were a little bit bracing when they were like oh let's see what's coming up in you they were a little bit like oh it's just gonna you know they were projecting their you know internal ping pong about that onto you expecting so when it came when you came back with me with something completely different <laughs> which is about where you are of course you know and it was like so so for the ego it egoic identification part, those parts get a little disappointed, right? Because it's not about them and their ego structure, (laughs) (laughs) which they're now creating around the word enlightenment and what that means, you know, and that whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's all part of that. And so, oh, you didn't feel their (laughs) egocentric (laughs) ping pong game. And there's a little like, oh, almost like I'm missing for a moment. Like, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. in you the ping pong you know, argument, the pink, you know, I, I missed the ball and then, oh, not, you know, or something. And then there's this like super relief and like, oh, that, and it's again, that release, it's kind of the same, it's a, it's a small version of the same release of the disidentification. It's, it's just a small version of like, oh, this is bigger than my egoic stories. This moment is infinitely bigger than the little perspective this part has about his self-conscious perspective in this moment. And it's just a little reminder of the breathtaking vastness of coming back to earlier, like the infinite perspectives that are in every moment and the relief that exists by being open to them. So just you, just your, it's like an invigorating fresh air of a different perspective of like, whoa, this, oh yeah, Jess is having a whole thing here in this moment. And I'm, I'm playing a role in it. And I'm, I'm also like in egoic and non-egoic ways, really that curious and fascinated about like, oh, how my particular presence, like you were, when you were saying you were kind of comparing it to other people who are mostly like blown away and like, oh, well, what's it like to do this with Frank? And, you know, he's, how does he see himself? You know, all the, performative aspects of it and how that wasn't there for you. I'll stop there. Yeah. 
so I do have a part that wants to, it doesn't feel codependent, but I actually want to say, cause I did have the thought about the word enlightenment that when you say that word, I just literally see a light getting a little brighter. Mm. Like that's to me what it is, is like, I say literally, I literally figuratively imagine like it, to me, the word of enlightenment means the light of who you are has more room to shine. It's taking up a little bit more, you know, it's not being kind of crowded out or distracted from by the thoughts or the fears or the control. So, and I don't want to minimize that, but like, to me, it feels like a really, it it doesn't feel like an absolute you're here or you're not, you're an enlightened person or you're not like some point along the way. I was like, wait a minute. Even if we have a moment of enlightenment of pure total, like, right. That's, it's like going down a hill on a roller coaster. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily sustainable or even what we're here to do. Right. We can do that when we're, when our soul has left this body, we can go back to that space. That's great. But to bring in a little more of that here is what I hear when you say it. And so I don't have the feeling of like, whoa, Frank just called himself enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then as you were talking, I had my own little ego squish where I was like, I, I just said that when I read for people, they have their minds blown. That's really not always true. And then like another part of me is like, oh, you know, this, like I can feel myself like, and it's not even that big, but when I go to it, it's like, I just toot my own horn, but it's, it's not even entirely accurate. It's not always like that, you know, like some part of me wanted to backpedal mm. and, and felt like that, that wording was kind of crass and not crass, but like. It didn't have the nuance in it. When I imagined that people I have read for, you know, they have, they have, I think people have, you know, pretty complex responses. And then I was like, why am I even comparing those two? You know, so anyway, all this stuff is kind of going on in my mind and I want to like, take it back, take it back. So kind of a version of what you were saying, maybe. Well, yeah, absolutely. I am having a really warm enlightening experience in this moment, which is I'm connecting back to the meditation, the awareness, what I was talking about in the meditation, which was these moments of self-consciousness and how important they are. And my perception in that pattern making was that we we both having two similar self-conscious moments, very different ones. Mine was around, oh, I just used the word enlightened in, ter- in reference to myself, whoops. <laughs> And you're like, <laughs> did Frank just call himself enlightened? Wait, hold on. That self-conscious moment, right? That's self-conscious moment. And yours, that's mine. And then yours in this moment around, you know, having said, oh, everybody, you know, mind is blown. And there's like, ah, did I just over-grandize myself? And, and say actually kind of the same, the root of the same thing there. And we both have that little cringy internal cringy moment a little like can i take that back i i didn't quite get to take it back but it was a little like should i take that back i don't know you know like now that i want to but maybe i should want to you know and like should i, should I take that back <laughs> so that little moment there i was connecting it back and then like the remembering the experience and reconnecting to the importance of in this moment being in this like really caring space towards ourselves to open to that and 
for all of that like internal cringy like shit is it? and and being there the memories from last night but even now are coming to me of being here right now and being like oh it's so okay like internally to myself like it's so okay it's okay for you frank to to wonder about these things and think about them and wonder out loud about it's okay it's okay to feel self-conscious about that it's all okay you're okay frank all of my hearts all their attending concerns and fears it's okay. And then I have the sense of like, yeah, and I'm here with you. That's that's the sense too. And it's I'm here with you as awareness, as the light of being. Like we are we. We are aware right now. We are alive. We're aware and we're okay. Right? We're we're okay. No matter the content of what's coming up, you know, self-conscious or not, it's okay. So I'm having that moment, and when you were saying that, I was feeling that extending that sense of okayness to you too to your parts and wanting to kind of wanting to share that moment together like you and i sharing a moment of offering that to our respective systems and now i'm thinking of you the listener and and if there is a place in you where you have experienced self-consciousness become aware of yourself in a way that you kind of cringe maybe a little bit if you want to pull it back and if if it's okay to touch that place a little bit like in your mind like allowing that and maybe bringing some sense of compassion like mercy for that place like it's okay whatever you're worried about whatever that subconscious story like it, it's okay like you're okay just as you are even with your whatever you're feeling in that space so i'll pause there yeah as you were speaking this yeah as you were speaking i was feeling this this idea of home again like the experienced sense of home and some part of my like my my thinking sort of wants to sort of fit it to different th situations but, but basically like i could feel myself inside the home of me and and it's all okay right it's here so it's okay the the things that other parts of me might call imperfect or messy or whatever like it's yeah yeah that that home, thank you for bringing that back. That feels really good because that's that's feels so right to me or true right now. I'm here, I'm with myself. I'm at home with myself. I am at home with myself in my awareness. I'm aware of this moment of self you know, that there was some self-consciousness of connection with you, of connection with the listener connection with my own vulnerability as a, as a human being. And I'm home right now with it in my awareness. We are aware we're, we're, we're here. It's kind of sense of I'm at home with you right here, right now. 
and that sense of I always will be at home with you because we'll always be aware, right? We're always like we're sh- we're here in this moment. So, I'll I'll stop there. And that's coming up for me. Yeah, I know we're we're wrapping up, and I'm feeling calm and grateful. Hopefully, this isn't putting too much on the table at the end here, but I just a couple moments ago, a couple minutes ago before this last bit of conversation sort of started, I I pulled two cards for myself. And what I pulled, I have this deck of cards where I've written messages that I've gotten from people or situations that are really grounding. And the word card that I pulled says, listen to your body. It has a wealth of information. When you listen to your nervous system, rather, when you listen, your nervous system will begin to relax. And then the tarot card that I pulled right right with it was the Empress. And the Empress is about expanding our capacity to receive. And that combination in what you know combined with what you were just saying just feels really good. Expanding our capacity to receive feels really good. Just hearing those words, I was really focusing on my belly and another place in me of really being open to the mystery of life of all existence and the essential pregnant emptiness that exists within the core of our being and and spirit. And when I am attuned with that, the more I am attuned with that, the more I am trying to think of the right word. Beholden's not the right word, but it's something like it's attending to that space within myself. The more I am prioritizing that space in myself, opening to that space in myself, the more receptive I am. What was the phrase you used, Jess? You said receptive to? Growing our capacity to receive. Growing the capacity to receive. That feels to me that that core of that like open, empty space, yeah, is at this one aspect of our fundamental nature. We are we have that infinite capacity to receive, infinite capacity to receive, and attending to that's like gardening, like it's giving it water, it's giving light to it. The more we do that, the more that capacity to receive grows. It's what I've been noticing. And I'm going to keep doing it because it feels pretty good. (laughs) It feels pretty good to me. It feels pretty good to the people around me as far as I can tell. And so I'm going to keep doing that, growing that capacity to receive. Yeah. What more, what more can we add to that? It's, it's wonderful. Okay. Great episode number 48 part one and two here thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time sounds good see you next time bye bye